TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Welcome to that paleo show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. Today, we finally get to interview one of the most highly anticipated guests we've ever had on the show. Our amazing audience generated a huge buzz when we posted to social media, asking what they wanted to find out about when they heard just who we were interviewing. And I will admit that Brett, Steve and I might have all been a little bit excited in the lead up to today's episode as well. So recently we've observed what has been a pretty interesting few years uh, in the food world and as we've become more aware of what we are eating and questioning the source of what goes into our bodies, I know that it can be pretty scary feeling like our options are limited based on current mainstream farming and manufacturing practices. Today's guest is an inspiration, motivator and an agent for positive change in food education. He has exploded onto the paleo scene with a sincere passion and integrity for what he does. He has just released his eighth cookbook, Healthy Every Day, and is one of Australia's most loved and popular chefs. He also boasts health coach, media personality, and author in his list of credentials. And we could probably write a ninth publication for him based on his achievements so far alone. We are so excited and proud that one of Australia's own is helping us to reshape the way we think about food and are thrilled about the great work and publicity he is generating for the paleo way of living. Welcome to the show, Pete Evans. Oh, what an introduction. Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> I've got a tear in my eye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Pete, you are on a dead set mission to revolutionise the way we eat and live. And um, you clearly have an amazing appreciation and love for food. How did that passion lead to your discovery of paleo? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, it's, it's quite interesting, actually. I, I had a, a, um, an old friend uh, post something on, on one of my social medias the other day, whether it was Instagram or Facebook, I'm not sure. And um, She wrote that she met me 20 years ago, and, and 20 years ago I said that um, I was going to change the way that people look at food. Um, and what's quite interesting, back then I was a vegan. Um, I'd, I was 19. I've always been interested in healthy nutrition, and um, I think a lot of people that uh, end up um, on the paleo way have probably been vegetarian or vegan or tried something in the past because they've been interested in bettering uh, the health of themselves and that of the planet and mm. um, and looking after animals. And, and I did it for a, a number of reasons back then, and, and I thought I was doing the right thing for my, by my body, by the planet, by the animals. Uh, just it, it, it seemed to make sense back then until, um, and I felt great for about six months, but then after a year or two, I started to feel quite, quite sick. I was like, well, this isn't how, how it's meant to be. And I was meditating. I was making my own kombucha. I was, you know, doing the whole thing. I'd studied Reiki. I was doing massage. I was a chef at the same time. And this was not like, this was my side project. I've always been quite, quite busy and I, I, I love to study. And it, um, and I realized that um, I was slowly killing myself. And um, so I, I sort of gave up on, on the path of the journey of, of, um, 
what nutrition meant for me because I'd had such a bad experience being yeah. a vegan or a vegetarian. I thought that was the holy grail. So um, I went back into, into really focusing on my craft, which was cooking. And it wasn't until about three years ago that um, uh, I got to a point where things had to change, both um, in my business world and, and my relationship and family world. Ba basically, my world had to change and, and um, I made some pretty pretty um, drastic decisions, um, uh, changed my whole business um, um, situation, I changed the relationship situation I was in and, um, and at that point in time uh, it was like a door opening up for me as well and I'm, I'm, I met a, a beautiful partner which is Nicola and we both shared similar interests and it sort of got me back onto where I was 20 years ago, which was interested in, on, in health and nutrition. And that came about by just, I wanted to find the best version of myself, you know, and, and that might sound pretty corny, but I, I, I've, I've always known that I wanted to do something with health and nutrition. And, and I was at that point where I was like, okay, let's, let's investigate what's out there. So, so I started studying, came across books, and uh, one day, Primal Body, Primal Mind um, popped up in our, in our uh, radar. Mm. And uh, it was Nicola, my partner, who found it. And she read it. And she goes, Pete, you've got to read this. This is, this is groundbreaking stuff. And, and I read it, and it just made sense. So I went, OK, well, let's give this a try. So we eliminated grains. We'd already eliminated sugar, but uh, eliminated grains. And, and I've never been one for dairy anyway, because uh, I've always been sort of lactose intolerant. And um, after I gave up grains, I, I detoxed pretty heavily and um, I lost a lot of weight and uh, I actually got sick there for a little while and I, I was umming and ahhing but then I read more and more saying you, you can go through this period of, of you know, feeling like crap. So I persevered for, for about a month and um, I popped out the other side and, and all of a sudden I felt really good, like really good. Um, I'd lost the bloatedness from, from uh, my face. I'd, I'd, um, yeah, just the energy levels just came back and I was like, wow, this is pretty amazing. So then I thought, let's give this paleo thing a, a, a proper run. And um, I've been running with it now for, for close to three or about three years now. And um, I haven't looked back. I mean, and, and every day I'm learning a little bit more about what works best for my body. Um, and, and, and I'm loving it. And, and yeah, that's it. How's that for a long explanation? <laughs> no, that's, that's tip top, Pete. And uh, it's funny, you know, like uh, it's your story, I think, is, uh, is there's some similarities between a lot of people who do discover the paleo way because you find that a 30-day uh, reset on paleo and, and even further after that, you do find things uh, that, that you experience that can um, deter you a little bit and uh, as your body's starting to detox. Um, I'm, uh, I'm interested, Pete, uh, from a... a uh, an early uh, experience, you know, we've seen on your Facebook that you've um, been over to the States recently and mm -hmm. you've managed to uh, hook up and, and uh, interact with a lot of people that are inspirational in the paleo scene. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what you're, what you're doing there. Oh, well, I was, um, it's twofold actually. Um, uh, my daughter was bored with um, a tumour when, when she came out. And um, so she had to have an operation when she was, when she was two weeks old um, at the Sydney Children's Hospital. And um, 
did an amazing, amazing, amazing work there. Um, but ever since then, she's her her health and her immune system is quite compromised, so she can't. She's not as strong as her, her little sister as far as she, if she gets a bit run down or the wrong foods go into her system, um, illnesses or, or, or um, she, she doesn't bounce back very quickly. Um, so we've had her tested and she's gluten intolerant, she's dairy intolerant, she's, she's all sensitive to these, these, these things. And, um, and um, unfortunately my ex-partner doesn't believe in any of this sort of she, she has the mentality that everything in moderation. She is coming around, and but I thought I need to get, instead of me saying, "Hey, listen, maybe we shouldn't be feeding a, a, our child this and that and the other." Let's go and speak to some experts, and a lot of the experts actually are in America. So I thought, All right, let's go over there. Let's try to make a TV show and, and get as much content as I can, so I can package it up and give it to, to my ex and say, <laughs> "Here you go." You know, I'm speaking to neurologists, I'm speaking to cardiologists, I'm speaking to Harvard professors, I'm speaking to science writers, I'm speaking to nutritionists, I'm speaking to naturopaths, I'm speaking to doctors. Okay, and a lot, all of them are basically saying. Eliminate the grains, not only for mental health, but also for physical health. And this is uh, what dairy can do to someone that's intolerant. Um, we all know about sugars. So I'm not even going to go that, that path. But um, it, was, it, it was not only for my own um, inquisitiveness. And, and I, I, like to, I like to keep asking questions from the people that have studied something for, for a very long period of time. It's their life's work. And I think you, you get the best results when you actually go to those people. Um, I'm no expert. You know, I, I, I like to go to the experts and, and quiz them. And then I guess where I fit into this piece of the puzzle is hopefully I can deliver it in a way that's not threatening. Um, from being a chef, I can deliver the practical side of it. I can show people how to make dishes attractive to children or to husbands or to the wives or to the girlfriends or to the grandfathers or the parents because uh, it's all good and well to know the information, but we seem to, a lot of people walk the walk, talk the talk, but sometimes don't walk the walk. Mm. And uh, that, that's not having a go. It's just that cooking isn't everybody's, you know, um, forte. So my goal, and I think, is to translate a lot of that information into delicious, beautiful recipes that inspire people so that people can share it on social media or give it as a cookbook and say, here you go, Pete Evans is doing this sort of stuff. Mm. And, and I feel like I'm a little bit of the voice of a lot of people that have been doing this for a long time. And I don't take that uh, for granted. I, I, it's like when I judge on my kitchen rules, I take that role very seriously. And I also take this role very seriously because if I say the wrong thing in public about paleo, I know that the paleo people probably <laughs> want to attack me and say, what are you doing? But I also, uh, there's so much work that has gone into this that I have to be very careful that uh, I deliver it in a way that um, that uh, that the work that you guys do, for instance, and, and everyone out there, is ha, gets the respect that it, that it deserves. Because at the moment in the media, I mean, people like Rosemary Stanton. I mean, the, the, I read her thing three weeks ago that she said, if anyone wants to follow the paleo diet, they should be living in a cave. I mean, this is someone that is causing so much damage mm. to the health of Australians 
And, and I'm happy to go and debate these people if I've got, either by myself or with a team of experts because the media is definitely distorting the message. Hey, uh, Pete, I heard you talk about this, and, and I love the way you present this stuff because I think you just present it in such a, a nice, user-friendly, kind of non-confrontational way. But I heard you talking in Sydney. We actually spoke together at the Food is Medicine conference mm-hmm. there, and you just sat down. I think you'd actually injured your knee or something because you just sat down on a chair, and it was kind of this really great, intimate talk. But you just you talked about you know what you do for your family and how you feed your kids and kind of how you bring up your kids and it's just stuck with me ever since. It was such a good talk. I'd love you to talk to people about kind of your mindset around, you know, what you do with your kids and how you present this lifestyle to them because I thought it was just fantastic. Sure. Well, Nick and I have the kids half the time and um, and you can't control other people, okay? That's something that I've learned a long time ago. You know, the, the choices that you are in control of generally comes down to how you treat someone and, and what, you, what you choose to put on the end of your fork or in your glass, you know. They're, they're, they're decisions that we actually have control of, you know. You might have a job that you, 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 you don't like and you don't have control over that at this point in time, but every day we get to actually make the decision of what we get to eat or drink, right? It's, it's bringing it down to the, the basic choices that we have control over. Um, now, where I think uh, we, can, we can, in this field of um, paleo education, have, have the most, I guess, input and, and um, I guess... Like influence. Influence, yeah, that, that's the word I'm looking for, um, for the general public is educating them about that whatever they feed their children is, <laughs> is such a huge responsibility. Okay, I'm not even going to get into um, pre, <laughs> pre, um, pre-birth and what we should be eating if we're, if we're planning on having a family, but let's just say parents are out there and they're listening to this. I mean, it is your responsibility to choose the best possible food to feed your children. I mean, it's as simple as that. And, I mean, that's the philosophy we live by. It's what can we put on the plate for our kids that is, that is going to strengthen them? that isn't going to weaken them. I mean, it's, it's common sense stuff. Now, where a lot of people get, um, get it wrong is because the information in the media is so confusing, you know, and, and, and I feel for people, I feel for parents because they're told that healthy grains is, is what we have to have, you know. It's, it's what we're being taught. The children are learning this at school, so it's hard for them to then come home and have their parents say the opposite, and you know, and and that's part of, I guess, if you want to know my my long term vision, is within five years changing the dietary guidelines of this country. Um, if we can change the dietary guidelines of this country, and then influence not only what they serve in childcare centres, schools, universities, uh, hospitals, aged care centres, but if we can influence not only those those aspects of it, but the public sphere, then that will in turn dictate how our food is grown which will then heal the planet and then we can you know we've got a future for our for for the next generations the next step is then going to to other countries like Tonga or New Zealand even and and Samoa and and helping them reclaim their native diets and um, getting them I mean they've got such huge rates of diabetes and and autoimmune diseases in these countries it's 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 shocking and it all comes back to diet so 
I mean, the big goal that I've got is to get as many people as I can signed up to a program and and, and um, get all that evidence and get doctors and, and some people to study it so that we can present it and make a proper, a proper change and say, you know what, this isn't crazy stuff. This actually works. I mean, I posted something on Facebook about five weeks ago and I just said, share with us your success stories from anyone that's given up grains or, or um, gluten or dairy or sugar and gone paleo. And we had a thousand comments and they weren't just, yeah, it's helped. They were, they were long comments of how, the, how people have reclaimed their health after going through um, the traditional route of medication, doctors, blah, 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 and, and, and having side effects or, or not reclaiming their health. And they eliminated so-called food groups and they're healthy, they've lost weight and they're functioning better. Um, so that's where, I mean, you could hear that I, I find it hard to stop when I start to talk about this. <laughs> but um, there's, there's, there's a movement. Um, we need to keep spreading the word and we need to do it properly and uh, ha- have have the right speakers in place to keep spreading spreading these these words and and educating the children, educating the parents, edu- making sure that they know that it's okay to not to include grains in their diet. But we also need that right education that comes through, and so we educate people what paleo is. So it's not the caveman diet. It's taking pre-agriculture um, uh, f- foods and how we used to eat mixed with the best of the 21st century. You know, I, 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 I cringe every time I hear the word caveman. Yeah. <laughs> I do because it, it just conjures up the wrong images, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, wow, Pete. Um, that's awesome stuff. You've preempted my next question. I wanted to ask you about your vision. So that's um, brilliant. I was reminded as you were talking, my grandpa's in an aged care facility mm-hmm. and um, the doctors actually come in and prescribed him two salads per week uh, as a prescription for his health, which is, I guess, A, awesome that a doctor's actually, you know, seeing food as medicine, but B, it's just horrifying that that's not happening anyway. Uh, Yeah, it's, I mean, the the medical, I mean, I met some pretty cool doctors over the last uh, few months and, and there's it's growing i mean you know that it's growing the 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 message is getting out there to the medical associations and um, because they're finding that they're getting results i mean any doctor that goes into the profession wants to help people you know it's it's pretty simple i don't think they go in there just for a paycheck i think they're actually dedicated to helping people (laughs) but i think um the system isn't set up for them to 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 allow them to do that they're great at treating trauma um, but are they set up to treat holistic uh, people mm-hmm. holistically? You know, and, and they aren't yet. And you know, I met uh, Dr. Frank Lipman in, in New York, and he's just come around to the paleo. I mean, there's still a little bit of resistance with people when they 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 still don't want to acknowledge the word paleo, even though they <laughs> they are. And, and, and I understand it as well because um, you know they don't want to be labelled a freak or, or anything different. They they've got to keep their uh, they're going to keep their options open, I guess. Yeah. Um, but what I found was fascinating with Frank, for instance, is he employs seven uh, IIN health coaches uh, for his practice. And he's done that over the last year or so. And, and he said he has more success with his patients now. He can diagnose them than he gives them to his uh, health coaches that have only done a year's study, but the health coaches then can teach 
um, them how to shop, how to cook, how to look after themselves, how to feed for their family, all this sort of stuff. And it's fascinating. That's awesome, Pete. That's, that's really cool that it's starting to catch on and it's starting to take off. Um, you know, and, and that's really where it needs to be, isn't it? Moving into the mainstream. Um, but Pete, we're going to talk a little bit about your, uh, about your book because it's amazing. Um, but one of the things that really stuck out to me was at the start of your book, one of the things you said was that you want to live to 125. And, and uh-huh. I love that because I've been saying for about 10 years, I reckon, that I want to live to 130. You know, I, I read something about 10 years ago that, that, you know, at a healthy rate of cell division, that we should be able to live to 130 if, if our lifestyles are right. And I thought, well, that yeah. sounds awesome. And, and so I've been going around saying that for the last 10 years, I reckon. And, and the first thing people say to me is, why would you want to live to 130? You know, you'd be horrible, you'd be old, you'd be decrepit. And, and you yeah, know, it's I, this, I, this idea that we have around what's normal ageing. So I'd love to hear your take on, on why 125 and what sort of responses you get when you tell people that. All right. Well, I, I, anyone that thinks, why would you want to live to that age, I think has, has probably should... Um, check themselves into for some therapy maybe and work out why they wouldn't want to live on the planet and, um, and evolve and, and learn and, and pass on knowledge. I mean, that's just... As soon as someone says that, I, I just I feel so sorry for them because I just think they must have some major issues that they need to work through. Or some uh, funny ideas around what, what normal ageing is, I think, Pete. You know, this idea that normal ageing is that you're going to be incapacitated, you're not going to be there mentally, you're not going to be there physically. You know, we, we just think that that's inevitable and there's no way around. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit of a cop out to be to be honest with you. Um, what I, I mean, I'd like to talk about this some more because I also, I mean, one of the things I love, I'm a, I'm a movie buff. I, I mean, if I if I wasn't doing what I did, what I'm doing now, I think I'd be a movie director because I just love watching um, talented talented artists put together a story and how they shoot it. And but the one thing I love about watching movies is you get to see actors doing what they love into their 80s and 90s. I mean, you look at Michael Caine, Sean Connery, Clint Eastwood, um, Helen Miller, and I know she's not in her, her, her late yet, but um, uh, these, these fantastic actors that just keep working, you know, and, and you look at them and you just think they love it. They absolutely love what they do, right? And... You look at other people and you just think, where's the, where's the, the spark gone? When does the spark turn off? You know, and you look at these people on, on the movies and you can see there's a spark in there. I mean, Clint Eastwood's directing his movies still. And um, Annie Axe and, you know, gruelling, gruelling stuff. So for me, 125 is just, I just put it out there because it was a nice sort of round number and, and I thought that's, that's a good benchmark. I mean, I told my kids the other night and um, I was putting them to bed and I said, girls, I'm going to live to, I'm going to be surfing when I'm 100. That's, that's, nice. that's, that's, my, that's my goal. And both of my girls go, no, you're not. I said, I bet you. So we had a bet and I, I don't gamble, but I had a bet with them, $5 each and I shook their hands and um, as I put um, uh, my littlest one to bed, she, she whispered in my ear, she goes, I think you will, Daddy. <laughs> and, I, and I went, that's all I needed to do. That's all I, all I needed to do was plant the seed in their minds that anything is possible and that age isn't, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's what you make of it. It's, it's, it's your vision. I mean, I'm 40 now and you know, I, f- I feel the best I've ever felt in my, in my life that I can ever remember. 
you know, if it's better than I did as a kid. I mean, as a kid, I was sick. I was, had tonsillitis, chronic tonsillitis. I had chronic allergies. I think because mum fed me milk every day of my life uh, and yogurt didn't really help, <laughs> help me very much. But, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm just, I, I, look, I look at people that are, inspire me as well. I mean, I look at Kelly Slater, the surfer, and he's 43, I think, and um, he's been competing on the world tour and he's regarded as the world's greatest athlete and it doesn't look like he's slowing down you know people are redefining what we can do I mean um, the way we think about it and I'm very honest I've I've been seeing therapists uh, healers counsellors I see someone every week or every two weeks to to, uh, work on negative patterns and negative self-beliefs that I have or have held on or of Uh, inherited from an early age and you know food is one very important factor to um, a a healthy life but your emotions play such or or your belief systems play such a I think a stronger role in in the way that you view yourself um, and how how healthy you want to be and how you want to live your life and um, you know not a lot of people talk about this and but I'm I'm very open to talk about it and um, tell people that, you know, there's there's different ways you can heal yourself and evolve. That that's so true, isn't it, Pete? And it's uh, it's so exciting to see um, you put yourself out there and be so open with that because by you doing that, it gives people permission to do the same, and especially someone on a public stage. So. You know that's really inspiring, and, and isn't that true? You know, like when you're talking about surfing until you're a hundred years old, and when you're living life more and more in your energy zone by working through things, getting rid of negative patterns. And I think everyone can can uh, think of a time when they were perhaps feeling a little bit tired, and they went to an event or they went to a friend's house, and all of a sudden the energy is back in and they can just keep going and going and going. And when you're in your energy zone like that and um, living more and more like that every day, it's, it's a beautiful and amazing oh, thing. For sure. I see, I, I see acupuncturists, I see chiropractors, I see bone therapists, I see Reiki, I see massage therapists, I see um, spiritual healers that do energetic work, I see kinesiologists, I see psychotherapists. Mate, I, saw, I had last week, I was in Western Australia, Two days ago, I was in Perth, and uh, I had uh, Warren, who's the head of um, the Chiropractors Association in Western Australia. He did brain scanning on on myself and Nicola. Wow! You know, I'm I'm constantly looking for ways to improve my body, my mind, my relationships, um, the food that I eat, the, the 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 message I pass on to the kids. You know, it's 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 uh, there's no such thing as a one pill wonder. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. I, you know, I go surfing in that, uh, or I swim in the ocean. I do that every day or every second day. And if I can't get to an ocean, I make sure I walk around barefoot to ground myself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and like. I, I think that um, you need to explore the possibilities, find the things that work for you. You know, some people might like seeing a chiropractor. Some people might like an osteopath. Some people might like reflexology. Some people might like acupuncture. You know, I, I'm a bit of a. I like to try them all and then sort of mix them all up and you know and but you you do what you can do with the budget that you've got yeah and um i mean it's as simple as 
I mean, as meditation, I mean, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, oh, yeah. You know, there's so many different options open to people. And I think the paleo way is, um, is the start, yeah. you know, the of catalyst. reconnecting to, to how we once were. You know, I mean, what I do love about, you know, not the cave bed so much, but the, the primitive chimes is how much of a community yes. they had and, and that whole, um, how the family was so important and the storytelling. And, and again, the age was revered, you know, there was this, the old people, the older generation had such an important part to play in the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. And I think we've lost that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I have got the biggest cheesy grin on my face, Pete, because you're speaking my language. Um, So um, thank you for highlighting that. And it is really important to reiterate to people at home, you know, try things, listen to your body. You're the best judge of what works for you. And, you know, if you surround yourself in a like-minded community, they're always going to support you in being your best and finding your best. And, you know, with success, you've got to try a few things out. It's not all going to work. But um, oh, and, and this is, uh, you hit the nail on the head and, and, and uh, something that keeps coming up is um, the resistance from people's families and friends that mm. um, when they adopt a, a different lifestyle from theirs, you know, all I can say is um, ask them why, ask the person that's giving you grief, you know, whether it's your, your mother, your father, your, your husband, your wife, your, your kids. If you say, I'm going to try the paleo diet or paleo lifestyle um, or eliminate something from my diet for a month, ask them for help. And if they uh, give you grief or, or laugh at you, just ask them to say, why is this a problem for you? How, how can this... Um, cause you to have a reaction like this what are you scared of yeah (laughs) because often anyone that has um an issue with you like this generally has a has an issue with themselves that um they're scared of you know or they're worried about that um if you succeed what does that mean for them they're probably scared shitless to try (laughs) something like that because they probably don't believe that they could give up wheat for a month you know so I'd say show them your strength lead by example Um, if they can't support you then ask them very kindly to um, not um, distract you from from achieving your goals yeah awesome Love it, Pete. Hey, Pete, I've got a couple of quick questions. We're almost out of time, but I want to get in a couple of quick questions from the fans on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we had a question from Beck, who's actually from the Paleo Cafe in Adelaide, which is awesome. She wants mm-hmm. to know what your favourite thing to cook in the world is. <laughs> and I've also had a question from, from a vet who's asked a similar question, but what's your favourite thing to cook for the kids? Okay. And then I've got one last question from <laughs> Sally. Which she wants oh, to know when your new, new TV show starts and is it going to be on free-to-air? Okay. So perhaps you could just run through some of those for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, the, the cooking, well, what's my favourite thing to cook is, um, is like, excuse me, it's like uh, choosing my favourite child. It's, just, <laughs> it's impossible because I don't have one. Um, uh, at the moment, because we're in winter, I mean, I've, tonight um, Nick made me a beautiful, I mean, this might sound weird, but we, we actually get wild salmon from, from um, Alaska. I mean, it's, it's probably pretty 
pretty um, pretty weird to do that. It's probably not good for food miles or anything like that. But Nick made me the most beautiful dinner. We had um, um, just some wild salmon, crispy skinned with um, some homemade uh, sauerkraut with avocado, some zucchini, some cauliflower. We had some green olives on the plate. It was just sensational. But straight after that, I um, cooked some chopped liver. And this is the best recipe in the world and probably the, the recipe that I, I was so love to share with everyone listening right now because it was given to me by a friend of mine, a Jewish friend of mine actually in um, San Francisco who has a, a, a wonderful deli called Wise Sons Deli. So Jewish chopped liver. Go. They do it with chicken schmaltz, which is chicken fat. Now, a chicken fat is pretty hard to come by in Australia. So <clears throat> either use coconut oil or duck fat if you can get some good quality duck fat that's um, um, from a good butcher. So... Uh, very slowly cook some onions with uh, a little bit of garlic. This is chopped up with some thyme and bay leaf. And cook that down very, very slowly until it's beautiful and soft and caramelised. Take it out of the pan. Just uh, let it cool. And the next thing, in the duck fat or chicken fat again or the coconut oil, sear off some either some duck livers or some chicken livers. Make sure they're organic pasteurised because you do never, never, ever want to eat um, a liver from an animal that hasn't had a natural life. Um, sear them until they're pink, medium rare. Then mix that with the onions and all the garlic and everything like that and chop it up really, really fine with a knife. You can add a little bit of chicken stock into that as well. I use some pork stock that I, uh, that I made a um, pork soup with last night. Um, so I just thinned it out with that and um, I've, I've got like a kilogram of it in the fridge and I'm eating that for breakfast for the next three days with Nick. Um, so that's what I love to cook. Um, and that's what I love to oh, yeah. eat. I, we, we love offal. Bone marrow, give it to me for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Yeah. We eat, we eat um, meat for, for breakfast. I like eating meat for breakfast and lunch and seafood for dinner. Yeah. Um, uh, and sometimes we don't have breakfast. We, we eat two meals a day. It just depends on how we feel. Today I think I had four meals because I trained today and I was hungry. Um, uh, what do I love to feed the kids? Uh, I can't go past eggs for kids. Eggs, we, we cook them really good quality bacon as well. The kids love bacon and eggs for breakfast with either some avocado and we always give them some sauerkraut as well. Really simple stuff. Uh, for lunchtime, we've always make some mince. Um, we've always either got some lamb, some beef, some chicken, some emu. We do bolognese without the pasta. We use vegetables and put a hell of a lot of vegetables in there. We make meatballs that the kids roll up. Um, we do lots of fish, just simply grilled um, fish or steamed fish. Um, I know paleo doesn't use soy. We use tamari very sparingly, but I mix this, this tamari like I put half a teaspoon in with some chicken stock or some fish stock to make a really nice sauce for the fish stir fry and lots of veggies. Um, now, do you want more ideas for kids? <laughs> um, we, I could go on forever and ever. What do you reckon, we, Brett? Chicken soup, I think, is probably the best thing in the world for, for kids. I, they just love it, and you can just pile in so many good vegetables. Okra, we've just got into the kids' diet. They're struggling with the sliminess, but they're getting it as well. Wow. Um, chicken soup is just fantastic, I think, or any type of soup made with a bone broth. And kids can have that for brekkie lunch or dinner, and they love it. Yeah. So, omelettes, are, omelettes are always good for the kids. They're always a simple go-to, I reckon. Yeah, anything with eggs. They just love it. I mean, soft-boiled eggs as well in the thing. I, we get... Um, 
the sugar-free salmon caviar as well that we import and um, uh, we put the keep my kids love um, salmon salmon eggs and you know how nutritious that is it's fantastic they're just trying the, the liver now which is which is great uh, they had bone marrow the other night for the first time so we're, we're slowly slowly I mean as long as they're eating vegetables and good quality protein I'm happy and uh, and good quality fats yes. um, and and they hate sauerkraut they have a half a teaspoon of sauerkraut per meal um, just a little bit in their system. So, well, and do they love the kombucha, Pete? Do they get into that? Uh, the kombucha, no, not yet. No, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's that's mine. They mine love it. They love it. It's great. Yeah, they have that. We got a. We get some Roachway probiotic, um, and we just mix that in with um, some uh, just some filtered water for them for breakfast every day. So they have a little bit of their probiotic in the mornings, and they have their fish oil tablets, and uh, they have some oregano oil as well. Well, I don't think that's just for the kids. I reckon half the adult population of Australia could benefit from that menu. <laughs> yeah, I've got a book coming out in October, which is Family Food, which is um, with Plum as well, who um, have been fantastic. I mean, I had a book deal with someone before. and th- This book, Healthy Every Day, took a year extra to get out because uh, just before we were meant to shoot it with the other with the other um, publisher, they, um, they they didn't they wanted me to change it. I said, it's I can't change it. This is how it has to be, and yeah. so. Um, so sorry, everyone. It took a year, a year longer to get out than, than it was meant to. But uh, I'm well, glad it got out there. Um, but the next book is going to be family orientated. It's it's shot. It's beautiful. I've shot six books in the last year, so I'm, I'm I hope to release them very as quickly as possible, whether on eBooks or. Um, I've, I've done a fermenting book. I've done a one-pot wonder book for families. I've done a salad book. I've done a fermenting book. Uh, I've got a fermentation device coming out soon, which is we've spent two years developing with a, a brilliant lady called Kitza, who has Kitza's Kitchen, who is the queen of fermentation. Um, so people can make their own sauerkraut at home so they don't have to buy probiotic tablets and it can, yeah. they can do it really, really cheaply. And to the last question that you had was the TV show is coming out in summer on one of the networks of Channel 7. So um, I've, um, it's going to be eight episodes and um, it's just paleo cooking and it's got, I've got to have about 40 special guests from surfers to fitness people to doctors to naturopaths to um, all your paleo legends over in the States that yeah. I could get my hands on. That um, sounds so cool, Pete, and um, we will happily spread the word when that releases. Um, just really quickly, because we are um, out of time, but you've got so much good to talk about. I know. <laughs> Two episodes. Speaking about things in the pipeline. It's past I'm... my bedtime too, guys. I'm usually in bed at 7.30. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll squeeze one more out of you, Pete. I know that you are in the process of um, writing a new program uh, called The Paleo Way. Can you really quickly just tell us about that one? Yeah, for sure. It's um, it's it's. It's um, I'm thrilled to be to be a part of this. Um, it was it's been a, a, a goal of mine to put this together for a while, and it's um, uh, Nora Gagoudis is joining me on this journey, as as is Luke Hines. Uh, you might remember Luke from My Kitchen Rules. He was the one of the Bondi personal trainers. Uh, he's a good mate of mine, and we've also got um, uh, Dr. Ben Balzer, who's a GP, who's going to be um, helping us as well, and. Um, it's going to be a 10-week um, program for people to reclaim their health. Um, uh, Paleo 101, how to um, start, uh, start this journey, I guess. And um, uh, I've shot about 80 video recipes for it. There's probably going to be 150 um, photographed recipes as well. There will be meal plans, shopping lists, um, questions, answers, 
um, how to shop on a budget, all, all these um, things, plus plus medical advice, plus fitness advice, and um, yeah, I think it's I think it'll I, I'm going to put it out there cheap enough to for people to jump on board, and hopefully we can create um, a tribe of people um, with, with enough evidence from. Um, not only weight loss, but also um, uh, reversing illnesses and um, compile all that information so that when we go to change the dietary guidelines in this country, we can say, well, how can so many people? I mean, I'm, look, I, my goal is to get a million people signed up, minimum, um, globally. And if we can get, <laughs> you know, documentation of, of everyone f- uh, and they can record their information and before and after photos and, and medication and, and keep a record of it. If we can present that information uh, to the powers that be and say, well, you know what, you're not going to die if you give up grains. You're not going to die if you choose to give up uh, dairy because you're lactose intolerant. You're not going to die if you give up sugar. This is actually what's going to happen to you. This can happen to you as well. And, and who would have thought all that it comes down to is a choice of what you put on the end of your fork. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And we're not asking anyone to, to um, do anything really strange. It's, and it's actually probably going to be a cheaper way of feeding your family over the long run. Yeah, so. totally. We're building a tribe, not a cult, hey? <laughs> well, that's right, yeah. Well, be careful with the cultists. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better let um, Pete get back to or get to bed. So thank you so much for um, <laughs> staying up late to share your time and insights with us. You're doing such a wonderful and very much needed work and we're certainly so pumped to continue supporting you and, and sharing what you're up to as you keep on inspiring others to, to make meaningful and positive changes in their lives and and that's through the the food as vehicle so we promise to uh keep tabs with what you're up to and we're so looking forward to seeing your next move it's been an absolute highlight to have you join us pete so thank you from all of us uh thank you very much it's been a wonderful to talk to you and i'm happy to talk to you ever, whenever you like again it's um very cool so we'll um, do a double next time hey <laughs> yeah, for sure and all the listeners out there um remember uh, food is medicine or food is poison depending on what you choose to eat yeah so, good be one. strong Awesome. Well, for everyone at home, I cannot recommend highly enough, go and get a copy of Pete's latest book, um, Healthy Every Day, chock full of nourishing recipes for energy and good health. It's only just been released and people are nuts for it. And I promise that you will be too. So for those of you who want more on Pete and who um, go, who wouldn't, go and get onto his website. It's peteevans.com.au and also keep up to date with all of the latest news um, as it happens by liking his page Chef Pete Evans on Facebook and follow him on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> I wondered yeah, about we, that. We was, searched you. Did it, did it uh, come, come off? Yeah, I, I took it off last year. I found Twitter to be quite a, um, a negative energy, to be perfectly honest with you. And, mm, you know, I, 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 I find that Facebook is, a, is and Instagram is a much, I don't know, there's a, there's a different feel to it. They're a happier vibe, aren't they? Yeah, for sure. We'll cancel that call on Twitter. Twitter. Um, stick to Facebook and Instagram, guys. <laughs> um, but as always, we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we certainly did. Make sure you tell us what you think. And until next week, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Share your story and help to grow the Paleo Tribe worldwide. Hi, it's Karen Smith here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2015? 
Are you ready to not just be the best version of you, but to inspire your tribe like never before? Now, if you've answered yes, then get ready for the wellness breakthrough. Eight of your wellness couch favorites over three incredible days and two outrageously fun nights in February, guiding you to break through to the next level like never, ever before. Think of this. Cindy O'Meara. Me, Karen Smith. Kim Morrison. Quirky Cooking's Joe Whitten. Marcus Pierce and all three of the wellness guys working specifically with you personally. Now let's be clear, this is not a sit and listen event. This is a make shift happen retreat. Your life will never be the same again. Come with us, join us at the Wellness Breakthrough. Now for more information and to book your seats, go to allthews.thewellnesscouch.com and I'm going to see you there. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter to provide accurate and helpful information to visitors. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.